Father, word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4 verse 12. You are about to hear an undiluted message of truth and of power, that which gives hope and forever stays refreshing to the soul. This is a Ghana Methodist student union, KNST local. Prime yourself to be blessed as you listen. Ambassadors, this morning God has given us the opportunity to fellowship in His presence. This very morning we have gathered in the presence of the Lord. We are not gathered unto man, but unto God. The Bible says that the sceptre shall not depart from Judah, nor the Lord give us from among His feet, till Shiloh cometh, and unto Him shall be the gathering of the saints. This morning we have come to encounter God. We have gathered unto strength and unto power. You are not guarded unto any man. I want you to focus on God. Set your gaze upon Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. The Bible says, for who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and has obtained the glory thereof. In the name of Jesus. Want to close your eyes? Father, we thank you, God, for this morning. You said in your word that the entrance of your word bringeth light and understanding to the simple. Let every heart that is hardened be softened by your word. The word says that the word of God, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. I did not come with enticing words of wisdom, but I came that the demonstration of your power shall be made known unto your people. I pray that every spirit, oh God, that thrives in this territory be brought abase in the name of Jesus. I bring them under submission, oh God, that Christ alone be exalted. This I ask in Jesus' mighty name. We pray thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for this morning. In fact, the Bible says that the earth is of old. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth were founded upon the seas. And even on the seas, we have what we call mountains that are below the sea. And they are the gate into abyss. And so the earth is of old. The earth has remained. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, that as the earth remained, seed time and harvest time, cold and heat would remain. So the earth has remained from time immemorial, from antiquity, the earth has been there. But there have been different worlds, there have been different dispensations. In the time of Noah, the world was destroyed and there was another world, there was a recreation. So different worlds have existed, but the earth is of old. It is the oldest creation ever. Hallelujah. But we understand that because there are dispensational changes, we find ourselves in an era which is characterized by abnormality. We now have new terminologies that we have acquainted ourselves with. And we call it the new normal. Because of the times that we are in, all we know about is the new normal. Because this normal is a shift from the paradigm. And we have gotten used to that system. And in fact, I can say this in authority that the antichristal system has already started. And so it is of no surprise that we find ourselves in this era. We heard about the coming of the Hamatan. It lasted barely for a week. And you are still back on track. You know, the seasons have lost count of its calendar. Everything seems abnormal. That's the dispensation we find ourselves in. So if you are seated here this morning and you don't see anything abnormal with the life today, 
then I don't think you should be in your mask. Then I don't think that you should be separated from your friend. I don't think that you should be cautious about your health. It is for this reason that you have gathered here. The psalmist says that, is there not a cause? There is a cause for our garden. Hallelujah. This morning, we want to navigate the path of a sailor. We want to sail on the storms. Our topic for discussion here is sailing through the storms. Look at your friend and tell him or her, sailing through the storms. Sailing through the storms. It means that there is a problem that you have identified. And that problem is the existence of storms. I want to read from the gospel according to Matthew. Chapter number 8 from the verse 23 through to 27. Matthew chapter 8, chapter number 8 from verse 23 through to 27. Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are told about the story of Jesus as he had come out of his ministration or as he was done with the healing, with the delivering of the message, with the preaching of deliverance. And he entered into a boat. He entered into a defined system which we are calling a boat. And as the custom was, the disciples following after him also entered into the boat. So they were bought on the boat and the Bible tells us that suddenly, suddenly, Tell your friend, suddenly. Suddenly. No, there are times where you begin to do something and all of a sudden you hear the word suddenly. Something has changed. There is a paradigm shift. There's an alteration in the atmosphere. There's a change of plan. I want to just tweak your imagination to think about what could be happening on the boat. As Jesus was there fellowship with his disciples, I can imagine Peter and co. No telling stories because Peter was a chief fisherman. So I can recount him or I can imagine him telling their friends how many years he has spent in that field and how many fishes he has actually caught. And I'm sure he'll be teaching them about fishes, diversity of fishes, and how the ocean ties and how they're able to navigate on the part of the sea. I'm sure he was just sharing his experience with his friends. And I can imagine that there's also laughing and Jesus crossing his legs and looking at Andrew, like the local president, telling what they go on. You they chill, how is life? You know, it was a beautiful scene. But the Bible said that suddenly, 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 what happened? There was a great tempest. A great tempest arose on the sea. You know, they were not just sailing on the sea as it were. I would rather term it as they were cruising on the sea. It was a cozy ride. They were cruising upon the sea. But suddenly something happened. There was an alteration upon the sea. There was a great tempest that arose out of nowhere. This was a condition that cannot be controlled by human ability. It was natural. It was a natural phenomenon. And it had taken place to the extent that the boat was filled with water. And these people were in despair. These people were in trouble. They were afraid for their lives. They had seen the end closer to them. Just like we find ourselves in this time that you have been, the world has been plagued 
with one of the deadliest plagues ever. How that they had sequenced the first virus and now there's a new strain. And we do not know what to do because it takes a long time for us to come with a cure or a vaccine. And now everyone is gripped with so much fear that we do not know what to do. Human experience could not suffice. I can see the disciples trying to know, scoop some water and pour it off, offshore. And it was still not enough. They employed every technique that they have learned. It was still not enough. You know, there is a time where we employ our abilities, our skills and our techniques. And it's still not enough to mediate the situation. But you know, when we come to an end of ourselves, we discovered God. We discovered the presence of God. And so these people were perturbed and they were upon the sea. And fear had gripped them so much. And we ask ourselves, how is this possible? Or how can this be? That if Jesus be with the disciples upon the boat and there arise a storm, the one who created the universe is upon the sea and a creation could arise. We are believers and we do not have the right foundation as far as our growth is concerned. Isn't it surprising that Jesus was on the boat with the disciples, yet a storm arose? You know, Christianity does not immunize you against troubles. It does not immunize you against storms. You are not an exception because you are a Christian. Some of us have believed that cheap gospel, that all we think about is prosperity. If any gospel is bereft of suffering, is bereft of, 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 of deliverance, is bereft of holiness, it's not complete. It's not balanced. So many of us always think about is prosperity. Let me increase. Let me abound unto greatness. I shall be the top, I shall be the head and never the tail. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly place in Christ Jesus. Far above principalities and demons and dominions. That is a reality predicated upon the finishes of Christ. But that is not enough because Christ was with them on the boat yet a storm arose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I can imagine these people were thinking about their long-term plans. I can just imagine Bartholomew thinking about that three-story building that he has put up and how that he had not entered yet he's about to die. I can imagine Judas Iscariot who had made a promise to that lady in verses of Anna that after my sale, I'm going to marry you. Hallelujah. You know, I can imagine a lot of things that were going through the minds of these individuals who have worked with Jesus for many years. Yet, they were great with so much fear. And I don't know what happened and why that when the tempest arose, the first point of call was not for them to actually look for Jesus. You know, it means that they were capitalizing upon their experience. Many of us are just thinking about experience, how much you have guarded over time. What abilities you have acquired over time. That cannot suffice in times of trouble. You will get to a point, but you will not get to the end of it. Hallelujah. So death was just staring at them, and all they could do was to stand there helpless. Without catching a breath, they went in search of Jesus. According to the verse 25, said, Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. They came to him and awoke him. Jesus had fallen into sleep, a deep sleep. In the Greek palace, we would have talked about he falling into the hands of Morpheus, the great god of sleep. 
He had fallen so much deep into sleep that even when the turbulence was going on, he could not wake up. I have read of stories or I've, I've seen certain videos where a man was sitting very close to the speaker and the music was playing at the highest volume and this man was comfortably sleeping. You know, the sound of the music was so loud that your heart could jump out of your body. But this man found solace and he was comfortably sleeping. People are strange. Hallelujah. See, they are strange beings. They are strange beings. If there are no strange beings, how can you sit behind the speaker at the highest volume and be sleeping? It takes only a miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So yeah, the issue about sleep, in that Jesus was asleep, is not a matter of slumber. Because Bible says, God need that slumber nor sleep. In Psalm 1 to 1. God need that slumber nor sleep. So it's not a matter of slumber, but it's a time in your life. I want to call it the dark times. Where God keeps silent over your issue. No, you have been praying for long. You have waited on God for years. You have, you have actually besought the Lord. Yet God is silent upon your situation. Job did nothing wrong. But the evil one was given license to trouble him. Those were his dark days. Those were his dark days. In church history, there have been a time we call it the dark age. Where Christians were persecuted without cause. Men were dragged into the forecourt of buildings and they were slain asunder. Those were the dark ages. God was silent over that time. So, talking about Jesus being asleep is not that the fact that he had lost consciousness, but with the fact that he had kept silent. And why did Jesus keep quiet about that situation? It's because he wanted them to approach him. He wanted them to know that they do not know it all for themselves. Hallelujah. God is education. Hallelujah. If you think that you're educated, God is education. So if not enroll yourself in that school of education, you are not educated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the book of Psalm 1, 1, 5, verse 16. Psalm 115, verse 16. Bible said, God had made the heavens, and even the heavens, he dwelt there, but he had given the earth for the sons of men. And so God is a gentleman. God has given us our will. And so God will not intervene except you have given him licenses. That is how God established the territories. When God created heavens, he abode in the heavens. But with the earth, he had given it unto man for his dominion. So until God comes on the earth and passes through a body, he cannot function. God has even set a limitation upon himself. In that God cannot intervene except you have given him your authorization. And so it's not about Jesus knowing that the storm is raging and that he's not doing anything, he's not concerned, he's nonchalant about it. Not that. But it's because he actually wants you to give him the permission. No, you have been crying for so long and crying has never solved any problem in this world as far as history is concerned. I've never seen anybody cry and he built, he built um, 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 a skyscraper or somebody cried and there was a discovery of an element. No. Crying has never solved the problem. If you continue to wallow in your sins, if you continue to wallow in your trouble, God will not help you. So Jesus was waiting for them to realize that he is a master of all the storms. And yet these ones were still there trying to figure their way out, trying to navigate their path upon the storms. The storms that were not created by them, they did not carve their own path, but Jesus designated the path. 
And so he is the Lord of the storms. He was just waiting for them to approach him. Hallelujah. You know, until we realize our insufficiency, we will still remain where we are. The Bible says that we are not sufficient of ourselves to think of anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency of God was made as able minister of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. Why? Because the letter killeth, but the spirit gives us life. Our sufficiency is not enough. You are not infallible. Hallelujah. Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail. By strength shall no man prevail. So even in our weaknesses, we need to subscribe unto God. Now, there are technologies in the spirit that we need to help us navigate our path over the sea. There are technologies in the spirit to help us navigate our path over the storms. Bible says in 1 John 5, verse 4, if it could be projected, I'll be glad. 1 John 5, verse 4, Bible says that this is a victory that overcame the world. See, but whatever, whatever has been born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that conquered the world, our faith. Another Versions, it renders us. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So, the only way to overcome a storm is by the expression of faith towards God. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Talking about the world, I established it from the beginning. The cosmos. This is the victory that overcomes the cosmos. So, every element that exists or subsists in the universe could be overcome by the application of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 that whoever comes to God must first of all believe that he is. Believing that he is is an understanding about the existence of God. It is not atheism. About the existence of God. So whoever comes to God, if you have to recognize that there is a supreme being that you need to come to, it means that you have an understanding about God. So whoever comes to God must therefore believe that he is. And what? He is a reward of them that diligently seek after him. But I was like, look, search for the Lord whence he may be found. There is a place the Lord could be found. Except you get to that place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many of us are conservative in our search for Christ. The psalmist says in Psalm 63, verse 1, that God, oh, oh God, my God, early in the morning will I seek after thee. My soul tests for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. Only when you are diligent in your seeking after the Lord that you will find him. You know, when David prays, he will say that, incline your ear unto me, O Lord, and attend unto my prayer. The angle of inclination has an effect. On how your prayers even rise to the heavens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The angle of your prayer, that inclination, has an effect. Hallelujah. So there is a technology in the spirit we need to harness in order for us to engage the supernatural. It is about the burden, the burden upon your heart, the burden, the groaning, the agonosomai, the groanings in your spirit, to that which captivates the heavens, to that that provokes the heavens. Bible says that if the clouds be full of rains, they shall empty themselves. It is about provoking the heavens. You are not desperate enough, so the heavens are silent. Many days you have been praying, but the heavens have been shut up. There's no rain because you are not desperate. You have not shown the burden upon your heart. Bible says, I shall pour water upon him that is thirsty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need to offer a broken and a contrite heart the Lord will not despise. That's the sacrifice of our worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we cannot do this by ourselves because we are man. Bible says God knows our frame and you remember that you are dust. 
we are man, we are just vessels, we are just clay in the hand of the potter. So we cannot, except there be an inspiration, except there be an inducement by the Holy Spirit. Bible says we do not know how we ought to pray as we should, pray, we should but the Spirit Himself bears witness as Spirit, helps us in our infirmities with groanings that cannot be understood. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 downwards. We do not know how we ought to pray. We are weak, we are frail. We cannot pray as the Spirit wants us to pray. So it is by our partnership with the Holy Spirit. And as we are considering for this semester, our focus, the Holy Spirit, our help and our guide, until we partner with Him, we cannot. We cannot. The flesh has a limitation. There is an end point. Until you overcome that yield point, until you overcome that threshold, you cannot attain that height. So we need to subscribe unto the help of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ambassadors. Lord, save us. We are perishing. Lord, save us. We are perishing. Want to do a little Bible study over here. Lord, save us. We are perishing. Why would they say Lord? You know, everything in scripture is by inspiration. It's not just to be deep. You know, it's not just loto. Not just write something, put something down. No, there, are, there, are, there is a reason. There is a significance. There is an essence. Lord. Why Lord? You know, these people recognized the authority of Christ, that Christological title of Jesus, says Lord. Lord means that they recognize him as Adonai, the most high, the great God, the master, which means that they have positioned themselves as slaves, dolos. So recognizing Jesus as the Lord means that they have submitted themselves under the Lordship of Jesus. So exalting Christ that way, exalt him above the circumstance. It is a spiritual law. Exalting Christ, exalt him above the circumstance. So when they said, Lord, immediately there was a trigger in the spirit and Christ was exalted above that storm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Save us. Save us. Save us. No, these people had understanding about the name and the mandate of Jesus. In the Hebrew, the name Jesus is Yeshua or Joshua, which means the deliverer, the savior. So they understood that talking about Jesus saving them means that they understand the mandate of Jesus. They were just appropriating principles in scripture. So saying that Jesus saves us means that they are asking Jesus to do what he is able to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are perishing. We are perishing. You go to the place of prayer and you pray in tongues for 30 hours and you have not said anything. You go into the place of prayer and you're just praying generic prayers. Lord, help me. Help help you about what? Help you from what? Many of us are too general. I don't know whether I want to become generals. We are too general. We are not specific. There are so many messages God receives in a day. Even you receive 1,001 messages on WhatsApp every day. How much God? You know the population of the world. And you are being general. You are being generic. Lord, help us. No. You have to be specific with your prayers. Make it plain. Make it plain. Don't bring about any ambiguity. Make it plain. The Lord knows what you need, but he wants you to ask. Say, ask of me the end to the world, and I shall give it unto you. Ask. Until now, you have asked nothing. Not because you are not asking anything. They were not specific. Lord, when are you going to restore the kingdom back to Israel? Is that a, a useful question to be asked? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need to make our prayers specific. 
Daniel had prayed. He had fasted for 21 days. And the prince of Persia had withheld his prayer in the atmosphere. Even when God had responded unto his prayer, they took Daniel to pray extra hard to be able to contend for the manifestation of his prayers. Many of us are just weak and lazy about our faith. We take things for granted. We do not want to strive. We do not want to struggle for anything. But Jesus wants us to be specific. Hallelujah. So when these people had gone through this three stepwise process, there was a combo in the spirit. There was a catalytic effect in the spirit so that Jesus recognized that these ones have fulfilled their requirements. And so I need to awake out of my sleep. I need to gain consciousness because these ones have provoked the heavens and the heavens are putting pressure on me to act because I am an enforcer of the will of God. If the clouds be full of rain, if the clouds be full of rain, they shall empty themselves. So these poor wanderers were on the verge of receiving their salvation. They had cried for long, but they were on the verge of receiving their recovery. Because Jesus had woken up from sleep. Because Jesus was satisfied with the requirements that these ones had fulfilled. Look, we find ourselves in desperate situations in life. You employ various techniques to study. You learn overnight till daybreak. You know all the jargons, all the terminology that has to do with studying in the night. Being a nocturnal being. You know all those technologies. Because you are a night learner. You mind deep into the night. But you don't get any mineral. Unfortunately, you are a miner, but you are a miner of nothing, of air. Hallelujah. That might be the circumstance you are finding yourself in. That might be the storm that you have been plagued with. That might be the challenges that have surmounted in your life. You might be struggling with financial issues. I talked this, I talked about this in the first service. That some of us it gets to a point you need to. Practice what you call standard basis. Okay? Standard basis. How many math students are here? Or engineering students are here? Or if you are doing any course that has to do with mathematics. Like, do you understand? Hallelujah. Some of you, I don't know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So standard basis just means that in this um, scenario, one, zero, zero. Zero, one, zero. Zero, zero, one. These are not lotto numbers. One, zero, zero. Don't be writing them down. Please, be careful. I've seen you are writing it down. Don't go and do too sure. One, zero, zero. Zero, one, zero. Zero, zero, one. What does this mean? You eat in the morning and that is all. Till the next day. That is your... Do you understand? Do you understand? Am I communicating? And there are some of you that you eat in the afternoon. That is a very tactical time. Open lectures, no to gobe. Gobe no to beans two cities. Okay. No to gari no say like one sengum. Gari the one sa. What I say? I know there you shouldn't use any measuring instrument. On sengum. Because that is the concrete. And then the money foundation. Hallelujah. So when you have now established your concrete, you know that the day is set. Hallelujah. The others in the evening, just all your fasting day types are or the class who say Charlie, or come with dinner. Charlie, the fresh air question is not easy. The mind is far away in his hometown. He's thinking about you know planting some crops in his father's village. 
Because Abrabono, I upside down. Hallelujah. That might be the circumstance you find yourself in. Financially, you are handicapped. And there are some of you too, you have been dejected socially. Your friends have forsaken you. Because now you have identified yourself with a different sect. So you, have, you face social dejection. You do not have a lot of friends around you. Morally, you are upset. This might be the storm you are battling. But when Jesus is awoken from his sleep, but when Jesus is provoked, but when Jesus comes into the scene, everything melts away and gives way for Christ, for the expression of the power of God. Hallelujah. The storms might be prevailing in your circumstance. The others to that you are sick. You have a family member who is sick. He has been on the sick bed for years. Bedridden for so many years. What to do, sir? By now you understand farmers more than the students. What to do, sir? I'm not making a mockery out of that situation. That is the reality. No, the truth is that everything funny is serious. It depends on how you see it. Okay? When you want to laugh and sometimes skip the laughter, you, you will not laugh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those in the hospitals understand. Right? Those in the hospitals, they understand. Right? It is funny, like, but tell it, if you skip the laughter, if you miss that step, you cry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now we have understood that what we need to harness in order for us to surmount or remain submerged over the sea is our application of faith. But there is something that brings about a limitation of faith. It's more like a resistance. Suppresses the effect of faith. And that is fear. So when Jesus told, asked them a question, he said, why are you fearful, oh you of little faith? It means that Jesus recognized that expression of the amount of faith. But then he made them aware that they also were in fear. He was asleep all right, but having that perception to see all things, he realized how that they were running helter-skelter. How that they were running helter-skelter, looking for refuge. And so Jesus knew that these ones were great with fear. Apostle Professor Johnson Suleiman says that fear is false evidence appearing real. False evidence. But it's appearing what? Real. But Jesus is able to help us to remain submerged, to remain afloat on the sea. So, no Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. We need to conquer fear with faith and love. Don't allow that situation to grip you. Don't wallow in that situation. That is not your residence. It is just a temporary location that the enemy has pushed you to. But that is not your permanent residence. You are seated in heavenly place in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That is your permanent residence. That is your home address. But you have allowed yourself to become familiar with that environment that has become so familiar with you that you do not even see the need for salvation. There are a lot of people in bondages that have familiarized themselves with their environment that they do not have the longing for salvation. Because you have been there for so long a time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you have become one with the environment. Hallelujah. But this morning we see that Jesus is helping us to rise over the storms. We are no longer going to sail upon the storms, but we are going to glide upon the storms. We are going to soar high upon the wing of angels. And we are not going to remain stagnant because God is with us. 
God always comforts us in our tribulations. God always comforts us in our tribulations. Once we have the Holy Spirit along our side, once we have him as the Allah's paracletos, we are not going to be perturbed by situations. They are real. We have accepted the existence of storms. We have to accept them. It is a part of Christianity. Christianity is not bereft of suffering. But what we are trying to say is that we need to employ the technologies of the Spirit. No, God told Job that when the good times came, you accepted it. Now the bad times have come and you are complaining. Do you know better than I do? So there are bad times that come in a way that is a testing period. It's a testing period that you need to go through in order for you to come out mature. Many of us when we're in trouble, we just think that the, the demon is the devil. The devil is too busy for that. The devil had to take lines from God in order to afflict Job. In Job chapter 1 verse 10. You need to take permission from God. And no Bible said Job said that what I feared most has come upon me. Fear. Fear. No, fear is also a technology for the devil. The way God has made a technology for us, the devil also has devised a technology, and that is fear. So that when you are in fear, the devil knows that mm, I have found a substrate. I cannot feed upon this thing. I cannot feed upon your fear and put you in trouble. So don't allow fear to get hold of you. Don't allow fear to get hold of you. Hallelujah. 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 So we need to know that Jesus is the Lord over the storms. Jesus is the Lord of the, over the storms. So that then he arose Lord and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, who can this be? That even the winds and the sea obey him. Now all creation submit unto him. Because he has demonstrated the power that God vested in him. Hallelujah. 